Welcome to the Purpose Podcast, from brands to life. Hi, I'm Claire Rudel, Joint Managing Director of the Corporate and Business Communications team at Brands to Life. Welcome to our brand new podcast series. You may have heard of purpose. More and more businesses are focusing on it and thinking about what it means for them and how the work they do not only makes business sense, but also makes sense for the people and communities they impact and the environment they operate in. At Brands to Life, we help businesses discover, define and articulate their purpose. This series, we're looking at what purpose is and why it matters. We'll explore why you and everyone you work with needs to know what your company's purpose is too. In each episode, I'll be joined here in our offices at Brands to Life in Southwark in South London by someone with a unique perspective on purpose. So what is purpose and why are we devoting a podcast to it? If I asked you what's your organisation's reason for being, that's quite simply what purpose is. Do you know what your company's purpose is? Does it matter if you don't? Why are companies so keen to identify their purpose? What difference does it actually make? And the power of purpose is that it's about doing good for business while doing good for society across a range of areas, from diversity and inclusion to environmental sustainability. Today we're looking at how a company's overarching purpose impacts on their people. What difference does it make to their working lives and why is it important for employees to work for a purposeful company? I'm here with Dara Curtin from PwC. Hi Dara. Tell us a little bit about your role. Sure, so um, I'm currently leading something at PwC we call BXT. It stands for Business, Experience and Technology. And it's all about modernising our ways of working within consulting to be more relevant for the digital age. So effectively, we believe that the only way you can solve a digital transformation is by combining business understanding, human experience and technology to then get to the real heart of the problem. So Dara, can you tell us a bit more about your background, how you got to the, the role you're in at the moment? So yeah, I come from quite a working class background. Um, My dad is a bus driver, my mum is kind of a massage therapist. Um, So I went to a state school for primary school, but then I passed my 11 plus, so I got to a grammar school and it was very much like, woo, this is amazing. (laughs) (laughs) We went to Harvester for dinner, it was very exciting. Um, (laughs) But effectively, that was almost a big shift in Mm -hmm. my life and expectations, you could say, from um, where I was before and then what that school opened up for me. Um, I think it allowed me to get so much more visibility of what was possible mm-hmm. um, and it was a girls school as well so everyone was super competitive <laughs> if you got a B you'd like failed life so it was very much like always trying to um, to improve yourself and I think that what is what drove a lot of the desire for me to work in to go to university first of all and then to work in the city and then again when I went to university most people there were from public schools and privately educated uh, which was overwhelming at first um, but yeah it again showed me what, what other people do on the, on the other side um, to look at careers or how even things like internships or insight days I didn't really know existed until I went to that university. During my second year of university I did an internship at PwC and that was my first real exposure to consulting and so I joined there in 2011 permanently on the graduate scheme and then again when I joined PwC yeah. it, it kind of happened again where you're now with an, another set of people who've almost been groomed for this. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people maybe their parents are partners or they've come from that industry and, and background so they know how to speak 
speak at drinks yeah. after work or you know what hobbies they do um are all similar mm-hmm. and I found it really weird and quite daunting at the beginning so what was it like on your first day walking um, in <laughs> at first I didn't realize it because you join with a big graduate intake yeah. and I felt that was actually quite diverse mm-hmm. so I specifically remember there were five black people out of a hundred and you kind of spot them all straight away <laughs> um it felt very much like a big mix of different people um coming from lots of different backgrounds yeah. so it was kind of strange at the beginning I think I tried very much to assimilate and mm-hmm. work out how I could fit in um, and things like the diversity mentoring program were almost a way for me to feel like I could be myself. I think a lot of my journey at PwC has been individual and mm-hmm. my own discovery, but at the same time, I've been kind of bringing other people along with that. And so that's what's made it super interesting. Yeah. And has that been people of different generations you're bringing along or is it mainly sort of the next round of yeah. graduate intake? I think that is probably me naturally. I'm always mm-hmm. like, OK, how do you pay it forward? Mm-hmm. Who's the next set of people you want to bring through? Yeah. So it does tend to be um, people younger than yeah. me. Yeah. Um, but in doing that, you kind of identify a few sponsors and senior partners who very much ascribe to the same values as you and they've always been supportive and acted as sponsors for my own career and also for the diversity initiatives that I've been driving so it starts to create more visibility and traction at senior levels Um, so now I would say that it's something that's kind of crossed the organisation. How does that relate to obviously we're talking about purpose today so how does that relate to PwC's purpose what is it to start Mm, with? Yeah so PwC's purpose is building trust in society and solving Mm -hmm. important problems So really, I think we believe that it's not as simple as a company coming to us and we help them implement a new technology. We have to really think about what does it mean for the value of that business and what does it mean for the people that are interacting with it. Um, And that's the only way you get real sustainable change or a sustainable answer to a problem that actually builds trust in society. Um, So our positioning in the market is trying to demonstrate the combination of those three things. Um, But I think for me personally... Really, it's about seeing change happening in our clients. Um, Most of our clients are facing some form of disruption by technology at the moment. So how do we support them to be able to remain relevant in the same way we're trying to do for our own organisation? You talked about PwC's purpose of being about building trust in society and solving important problems. Is that something you think people are very aware of in their Mm. everyday work at PwC, the people you're interacting with? Is that something that's very visible to them? I think it's mixed. I think everyone takes the purpose in terms of what it means for them. Mm -hmm. Um, The solving important problems part is just part of everything we do. So whether you're an auditor or a tax advisor or a consultant, you're always solving problems for your clients. But the building trust in society, I think, really varies depending on what you're selling to your client or your own personal values as soon as I joined PwC I very much recognised the challenge the problem within us of diversity Mm -hmm. and inclusion Um, and so I've been involved in diversity initiatives pretty much since the first year of joining Mm -hmm. Um, so that was something that's obviously important for me as a black woman to see more people like me in the workplace and to support those from like socially deprived backgrounds um, similar to my own to be able to have a successful career at PwC I came from Warwick University so I had an awareness of PwC but I always thought about those that went to like the non-Russell Group universities or didn't go to university at all and would they have an awareness or understanding of what professional services was. So I set up um, in 2013 the Diversity Mentoring Scheme and the whole purpose of that was really to encourage 
students from underrepresented backgrounds, so whether that was gender, ethnicity or social mobility, to be able to be successful in their applications to ideally PwC, but any professional services firm. So that kind of started at that point with about 15 people on the scheme, and it's now grown to like 200 across the UK. Um, so it's been something that's super close to my heart because you can actually see the impact on individuals in their employability skills and their applications to companies and hear their stories of how it's helped them be able to be more successful in their career. At Brands Life, we talk about the four P's of purpose. So we've got people, partners, practice and, and profitability. Mm-hmm. Your focus is so much more on people. Yeah. How does that kind of, or is that an area that you were quite specific to kind of really Yeah, it was on? kind of by accident, I think. Um, but I think so many transformations fail just because they don't consider people. Mm-hmm. Um, and the hugest part of making something successful or not is how are you going to engage people how are you going to get adoption how are you going to build their trust why should they do something differently anyway so although that's not my background I find it super interesting and trying to understand what drives behavior how do you create a lot of what we're trying to do is shift the culture within PwC so what makes a culture and how do you kind of break that down into something that people can recognize and um, attribute themselves to a lot of the stuff that I've done has been very much from a bottom-up perspective so Yeah. yeah PwC has this purpose but everyone has a sense of freedom to be able to evolve it and change it to what makes okay. sense to them where they see a gap where they see an opportunity yeah. um, and so it's it's quite interesting to see that evolve and being able to nurture people so that they can kind of stay true to their values but then also make huge impact. Can you t- talk a little bit about how how you feel this the overall purpose has had an impact on you and your career you know how, how that's really mm. what that means to you? I don't know that I joined PwC because of the purpose as mm. such. Because, uh, yeah, as you say, lots of companies say yeah. these things that they do. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I think it's probably what's kept me there that long. I'm mm-hmm. one of those rare people that's been at the same company for eight years as a millennial. So <laughs> that's very there unusual. must be something, yeah, there must be something good. Um, and I do feel that freedom and empowerment uh, entrepreneur within a company mm-hmm. or entrepreneur is probably one of the key things that have kept me there. So I started off with the diversity mentoring scheme and then after pr- getting promoted slightly myself I realised more of the challenge was for our managers and senior managers from mm-hmm. an ethnic minority background so how could I support that group and so then I relaunched our multicultural business network um, so that was something that was super important to me. Then in chairing that network, I found that people weren't necessarily comfortable having a conversation about race in the same way they would about gender or sexuality. Mm-hmm. And so it, it made it really challenging to make any progress as a network because no one even wanted to recognise the issue in the first place. Yeah. So then we led this nationwide campaign called Colour Brave, which was very much about how do we have open and honest conversations about race in the workplace. And even with that, just being able to see it scale across the UK firm and now our clients even talking and using that language of how do we be more colour brave and how do we encourage conversations about race. Like All of that is like super important to me as an individual and, and is allowing me to fulfil the PwC purpose. Um, but it's not necessarily that I'm out there every day thinking, how do I live the PwC purpose? Yeah, <laughs> it's just actually about what's important to me. Yeah, that's really interesting. I love that phrase, entrepreneur. So it's really interesting because we do a lot of work here with them. with kind of small startup companies, particularly in the tech sector. So Mm -hmm. we're used to kind of smaller entrepreneurial firms that grow really fast and often they'll be the ones who'll come to us and talk to us about purpose and talk to us talk to us about kind of what they stand for and their mm-hmm. whole reason for being but we also work with large multinationals as well who again may have a really well established purpose but then the job is about how we then are, help them articulate that internally yeah. and externally how you know developing what it means so I think what's 
really interesting from what you're saying is that kind of entrepreneurial entrepreneurial mm -hmm. spirit has to be apparent in order to make this come to life because yeah. you've got to think of the initiatives you've got to think about how to get uh, you talked about kind of the groundswell of support from staff and mm -hmm. getting ideas from the ground level up what advice would you give to other companies then looking to really either sort of deliver their purpose or, or develop it in the first place and articulate it throughout an organization how do you think mm -hmm. companies can go about that from your experience um yeah i think this is probably from my own perspective and my experience at pwc i would very much encourage to give staff that kind of platform and help them to see, you know, these are some of the big challenges that we're facing, but give them space to come up with a way of solving it. So recognising that ideas can come from multiple perspectives and yeah. even, you know, the most junior, most quiet person in the room might have a really great way of solving a problem. Um, and so then that starts to form what your purpose will be because it's ultimately got to be made up of the individuals within your organisation um, and what they stand for, mm -hmm. what brings on when you it's all of us together what do we all yeah. care about um and so then i would say once you've kind of got staff feeling empowered to mm -hmm. do that the communicating it is just sharing stories so lots of little anecdotes of how we're living our purpose that's something that we talk about at pwc quite a lot examples of living our purpose mm -hmm. and it can be really small things or really big things it could be client facing it could be internal but being able to then tell the stories of how you're living a purpose so it's not just a statement that sits on a wall yeah it's actually something that is brought to life by individuals yeah. living it day to day one of the things you talked about, I'm interested from the sort of employer brand point of view as to how important purpose is. So you talked about the fact that when you were at uni, mm. you know, you were interested in PwC, you didn't necessarily know about their overarching purpose. Mm. Presumably now, if you did know and you knew about how it was being activated internally, that would absolutely be the key yeah. driver for you applying to PwC potentially over, over yeah. competitors. I think that's a bigger differentiator nowadays yeah. because a lot of people that are leaving university are doing it on a basis of what does this company stand for yeah. and what are they, what's their impact on the world, on the environment, on their people. So if I was choosing my next employer, mm -hmm. I would definitely want to know, like, not just their purpose in a statement, but how are they making it real yeah. for their individuals. And I'd speak to people that have worked there and try and get that brought to life because... Yeah, it basically is the main definer rather than mm -hmm. when I was at university, I just wanted a good job. Yeah, of course. <laughs> but now it's like most jobs are great jobs. Yeah. And actually companies need to make more of a differentiator for themselves to yeah. say what they stand for and who they are. Yeah, I think that's really interesting. And again, we, we sort of look at as part of all this purpose, but we look at that employee experience because what you can't have is a company going out and telling the world about how brilliant, you know, how they're kind of having this amazing impact on the environment, for example, but then not carrying that through to the way they behave with their people. Yeah. Another area, I suppose, that's related to that is the sort of transparency. So obviously nowadays, you know, you talked about kind of what it's like to go into an organisation, so how they come out and kind of market to mm. you, I suppose. But on the other side of that, there's Glassdoor and all yeah, these other yeah, exactly. um, platforms that exist where people can actually tell the, the truth about about what it's like to work internally. Mm. What what else do you think employers can do to really support the fact that they're purposeful, that they are meaningful organisations to work for, yeah. so that so that you're getting that balance right on both sides? Yeah, I think it's always beneficial for companies, especially in this day and age, to be very open and transparent about about what they're doing, what's mm. going well, what's not going well, yeah. because there's no more hiding. Yes. And like you say, all, um, companies like Glassdoor make it super accessible to find out what is happening behind those doors. So rather than being at that corporate screen where you can't mm. see behind anything but the brand colours actually being open and putting your people out there putting your initiatives out there um so some of the stuff that i've been involved in and pwc has kind of taken a front foot with which has been i've felt proud of pwc for um have been our reporting of our ethnicity pay gap and we were one of the 
first organisations to do that, taking a, a forward step to say, yes, gender is important that we articulate where we are on that, but also ethnicity, and then encouraging other organisations to do the same as well. It's been um, super powerful. So even though our ethnicity pay gap is just far too big for, mm-hmm. for what it should be, um, it demonstrates that we're going to put it out there. The same with our um, representation mm-hmm. statistics and our targets as well. So by being transparent about all that data, every year in our annual report, um, an individual can look and see, are they improving? What are they doing to improve? And if they're not, why? Um, which just shows like that need to be more transparent. So yeah. now if I'm joining an organisation, I'd be looking at what are they doing to mm-hmm. improve diversity? Because most companies aren't there yet and they won't be for a while, but we want to see some progress happening. Yeah, that's a really good point because, again, I think lots of the organisations we speak to, large and small, are sort of, there's almost a nervousness about going out and being really transparent because everyone, everyone yeah. is always on that, a terrible phrase, but on the journey. No one's ever actually yeah. there and got it completely sussed. What we do encourage is going out and being transparent, but obviously you've got to be measured and you've yeah. got to have milestones. So you talked about um, the measurement from a PwC perspective. So is it mainly the annual report that you use to sort of track progress? Yeah, exactly. That's how you can demonstrate so That's it. externally. Yeah. Internally, we'll be kind of tracking on a monthly basis yeah, okay. um, how each team is doing against um, different targets and where they are against pay gap and things like mm-hmm. that where their pipeline is all of those things so super proactive because we don't want to just wait till the annual course, <laughs> reporting yeah. period and then be like oh sorry we didn't make it mm-hmm. so really trying to monthly look at how can what can we be doing and it's different for every business unit mm. what pro, what plans they'll put in place yeah and how do you then carry that through to the client work that's been done how do you how does the organization work with clients to get them on that yeah. path so clearly pwc is taking a lead but how do you then support others to get yeah I, I say it goes both ways because um our clients are increasing recently demanding of us that Mm -hmm. we have diverse representation Mm -hmm. in the people we put forward in the pitch or that make up a team so there's the clients expectations are changing and that's also a driver business driver for us to make sure that we're represented in the right way that suits our clients Mm -hmm. Um, but then going the other way I would say in a lot of areas um, around ethnicity PwC is taking the lead and so we're part of a lot of different um, government bodies and um, roundtables to help other organizations and mainly our clients to think about these things and start to capture their data if they're not doing it already um, think about what brand they want to have all of those things we already are um, advising quite a lot of our clients either in a commercial way or as kind of a thing that we should be doing for yeah. society supported yeah. by government what you see I suppose in terms of the reporting is you see the sort of hard facts so in terms of the numbers so things like the pay gap you talked about mm. and um, how you're advising clients on things like that but obviously there's there's the softer side of it as well so it related yeah. to diverse viewpoints and you know understanding you know people from different backgrounds and what they actually bring to an organization how can how can companies track that or even access that kind of information it's hard to say because i mean pwc is an accounting firm so we have our hands on numbers (laughs) all the time (laughs) um i guess for a smaller organization that can sometimes be a bit more of a challenge Mm -hmm. um but i think even just beginning that journey so if you can't capture every form of data being able to start with the basics even Mm -hmm. asking making sure your employees are disclosing that information and that they're comfortable with what you're going to do with that data um, because people are so much more sensitive now about how their data and information is used. Mm. So building, first of all, that trust, a lot of what we started internally with the multicultural network was building that trust amongst um, ethnic minority and those from culturally diverse backgrounds so that when PwC then said we're going to publish our ethnicity pay gap, it wasn't like 
what are you doing? Why, why is this coming out now? Yeah. Um, so that whole employee engagement, and you talked about employee experience, getting that right first, mm-hmm. some of those foundational things, starting to capture your data, starting to build forms of networks and trust groups amongst um, your employees, so that then they start to feel, as you say, it is a journey. They feel a bit more engaged in the process rather than it just being that they're now a number and there's a target to meet and yeah. they feel like they're being used as a way to meet a target. Exactly. That's definitely not the intention at yeah. PwC or it shouldn't be at any organisation. The most value in any organisation comes from their people. Mm. But you mentioned the fact that things like race and equality are still uncomfortable topics in many yeah. organisations. And I think we definitely see that when we're working through kind of purpose with, with many organisations. Mm. So how can we help employers and employees to really raise the profile of these issues, to stop, take away the awkwardness and the, yeah, you know, yeah. the fact that they're uncomfortable? And how do we bring these issues to the surface and, and really demonstrate real progress? Yeah, um, it's been a super interesting journey for myself. Um, at PwC, we've kind of tried to boil it down to three things. Um, Be bold, be curious, be forgiving. Mm -hmm. Um, So it sometimes does feel scary, um, especially when if you've not necessarily interacted with lots of people from a specific race, to start asking them questions or it it feels slightly intrusive. Mm -hmm. Um, But we're trying to create a culture of curiosity. So it's not that you're trying to discriminate them or... um, put them down or put them in a box of other you're actually just trying to find out about people um and making that a two-way thing so even me trying to understand um people from the majority group as well um and just making that a normal thing to do Mm -hmm. um i think a lot of the challenges specifically on race is that the language is sometimes uncomfortable and Mm -hmm. it's also often politically incorrect if you say the wrong things and so giving people what language is comfortable so I'd be comfortable with you calling me black that's just Mm -hmm. how I refer to myself don't feel you need to call me bame or whatever (laughs) else being me being comfortable to share that with you so then you feel more comfortable to have a conversation with me um those types of things are really small things Mm -hmm. but they make massive barriers for us to be able to build a relationship yeah um so race is often a a trickier one but Mm -hmm. i think being proactive about it um not putting it under the carpet a lot of organizations just say things like oh you know it'll get better Mm -hmm. give it time yeah Yeah, we've been waiting a long time so (laughs) i think being proactive and um actually trying lots of different things and Mm -hmm. as soon as your employees see that you are trying i think they also will try to yeah no i understand that and it does feel like gender is definitely having Mm. its moment rightly so and has been very high profile over over the last or 12 24 months yeah, yeah. and before that as well so it's really interesting to then look at this and i love the thought of giving employers the the vocabulary they mm-hmm. need to actually which is separate to the kind of established political yeah. sort of vocabulary but something that just gives them the terms they need the words they need to be able to yeah. have those open conversations and ensure that we're then in attracting people from diverse backgrounds which mm-hmm. is really important so, Dara, many of our clients are in the tech sector. Yeah. So why do you think that purpose is particularly important and, in particular, diversity and inclusion yeah, yeah. within that sector? Um, so, yeah, diversity is clearly a massive issue in technology. Um, I founded a group called UK Black Tech, or co-founded a group called UK Black Tech, um, and that was very much about how do we drive more BAME diversity into the technology sector, recognising the growth in that sector, the amount of jobs that are opening up. We want to make sure that there's fair representation of individuals from all backgrounds. And you can really see from the companies that get it right and the companies that don't. Mm -hmm. Um, There's been some horrible stories in the press where organisations have 
because of the demographics of the people within their organisation, then made products that don't represent a, bright, a broad range of people. Yeah. And that can be hugely embarrassing. So it's so critical for the future of our world, which is so heavily dependent on technology, that you have diverse groups that are making it, that are served by it. Um, and we're not excluding anyone because that industry is just going to continue to grow. So in terms of then how do organisations make that happen, um, it starts kind of from graduate. In fact, when you look at a lot of the computer science degrees, they are heavily made up of BAME individuals, mm -hmm. but then that transition into the world of work, um, how are companies attracting them? Do they feel like diverse places to be where I can be myself? Um, there's a huge piece around that attraction and recruitment. And then once they join... Are they made to feel engaged? Are they made to feel um, that they can be successful here? Or are they just a number at the bottom of the organisation? Yeah. Um, so helping them to feel that they can carve this career that they want to as well. And they're not going to be excluded um, because of their ethnicity. Mm -hmm. There's so many things that companies, especially in the technology space, need to start to think about and really make proactive steps around. We've got a few questions that we're asking everyone. So I'm going to run through those now. Um, so first of all, what does purpose mean to you? Mm. Um, okay, so it's a big question, but I think for me, purpose is just that ability to be myself. So it's thinking about what my own values are. And I think a lot of my values do come from the desire for equality, the desire for fairness, um, being, treating people as they would want to be treated. Um, and then me feeling like I'm being treated in that way as well. Mm. So for me, purpose is very much driven around that, that concept of equality and fairness. Yeah, and so therefore, did you you then seek out an organisation where you feel you can be yourself and you can express yourself in that yeah. way? And I, and yeah. I think it's difficult because I don't know if I necessarily was thinking all of that in mm -hmm. my graduate applications. Yeah, I just wanted a job. But I think in terms of retain, retention mm -hmm. and staying in an organisation, if you feel like you're being underserved constantly, it starts to bring doubt of why you should even be there. And mm -hmm. so fairness and recognition and those types of things are so important to keep your employees engaged. Yeah, and so do you think actually that thing of having, you know, lots of companies have their values and they have them clearly stated on their website they yeah. don't all run through the organisation yeah. but some do so do you think ultimately to the point about retention it's about ensuring that your values are in some way yeah, aligned, aligned with your organisation 100% yeah, yeah. Um, and why do you think purpose is important for businesses today? Um, yeah I think it's a huge part of their brand or what they stand for um, from a commercial perspective who are you? why are you here? what, what purpose do you play in society? Um, and that is so much more relevant today in society where there's so much disruption, there's so much damage to the environment, there's so much like mistrust that organisations make a clear um, statement of intent of what they stand for, who they are and how they're going to serve society in a positive way. Yeah, that makes sense. One of the things we talk about in terms of people within purpose is about, you know, it's the reason your employees get out of bed every morning. They mm. need to know what you stand for. It's not just what you sell yeah. and the brilliant work they're doing. It's about more than that. It's about mm. that meaningful connection to the business. How do you think businesses can better embrace purpose? I kind of touched on this earlier, but effectively, how do you demonstrate it in your day-to-day behaviours? Because otherwise it just feels like a, a bit of an abstract term. But being able to boil it down into behaviours, like what do we want people to be doing and what we not want them to be doing and sharing those examples and stories um i think if it's done in a way that's not that intentional it just can seem like fluff so really helping to, the employee to understand exactly what you mean by the purpose and being specific in that and finally what's the one piece of advice you'd give a business seeking to develop articulate or communicate their corporate purpose i'd say be actual and organic 
So as much as possible, give your employees a platform to define what purpose is for them as individuals and then harness that and let them grow into that and take advantage of that opportunity um, rather than kind of a top-down mandate of this is going to be now our new purpose. So I'm I'm very much about staff-led initiative. Brilliant. So people first. I Mm. fully support that. Thank you. That's brilliant. Next time, we'll be looking at how a company's purpose informs their practice, so their ways of working.